what was her response to you when that happened? When I yelled at her? Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. I'd like to make it very clear to your listeners. I yelled at them. Like, I'm a loud person in general. I yelled at those two. You're listening to the Nacho Kids Podcast, where we discuss all things step family related. Real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sams. Hello, Mr. Sams. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. So I want to give everybody a warning out there. Uh-oh. That during your first five years of marriage. Blended marriage or just marriage? Either, but since we're blended, you know podcast will go with blended might even want to go seven years on blended (laughs) during those first years where there's already some new territory and learning all these stressors about each other and the honeymoon phase is gone well i don't think there's a honeymoon phase when you blend until after the stepkids move out (laughs) (laughs) or some so during these first years i would advise everybody to stay away from any projects that require assembly of items uh. <laughs> or remodeling of things. <laughs> I know where this is going, folks. <laughs> uh, we, we decided, uh, because we're crazy like that, that one day over the weekend, we would venture out to put together a deck box. Basically a plastic storage container that you put on a deck. Yes. And so I made the now hindsight funny comment that, okay, that shouldn't take but about 20 minutes. (laughs) An hour and a half later. (laughs) An hour and a half later. Uh, And it it didn't come out unscathed. Apparently part of the instructions say you need a rubber mallet, but they don't tell you where in the instructions to use the rubber mallet. Yes, they do. Oh, I didn't see that. You didn't read the instructions at all. I did. Well, that's another thing. You're instructionally challenged. Well, I may be, but I never told you to use that mallet. It says to put the pieces in there and slide them. It doesn't say beat them. You said it I said it wasn't working. So I took the rubber mallet to it. But yeah, so we realized a couple of things. She, which, you know, honestly, I should know this from our cooking ventures each evening, how you somehow skip directions. <laughs> it's, well, here's it, the thing about the cooking thing. The, there's the recipe, right? Yeah. And it's there mm-hmm. near you. I'm on the other side of the kitchen and you say, okay, what's next? Because I don't know where you're at in the process. Because when I do that, I know what you're suggesting. But when I do that, you're like, okay, you need to slow down. You're ahead of me. Or, you know, I haven't gotten that far yet. Or there's always something. So I'm trying not to jump ahead of you. Otherwise, okay. I'm done with the chicken 25 minutes before I should be done with the chicken. <laughs> okay. Um. So, but with the cooking thing, the funny part is always when you hear her go, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which usually means she skipped something. But no big deal. Most of the time it's not like a major thing. It's just, okay, you're not you're not getting some spice or no, sometimes it's just, oh crap, I forgot to put this on top of this. So I have to take stuff off that I'd already put on and it just doesn't look pretty. Yeah. Or oh I wasn't supposed to put this in the pan with the other stuff. Let me try to get it out. <laughs> Or, oh man, I think the broccoli burned because I forgot to add those two teaspoons of water. Or my favorite, 
how long has that been in the oven? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't say nothing about that. Like, I don't, I don't know how long this spaghetti's been boiling. I don't know. No, I don't. Because, you know, we I think we talked about this before. Like, the ovens should have multiple timers on them. David, you're giving away our idea. I know, but I'm telling you, every time we cook, it's like the oven's got a timer. Each eye has a different timer. Well, here's the thing. I thought about this. You know, we've got an extra timer or two around. Our phone's probably got all of it. <laughs> yeah, but you still don't know what's what for what. What's what for what. You still don't know no, it has which to, timer is for the what. The timer would have to be at or on the dial that, that you're turning the food on the phone. Or somebody's probably emailing me right now going, I've got that on my stove. <laughs> or you can program the timer to say pasta oven. That's too that's too complicated. Well I ain't got time for all that. What gets me is <laughs> for those of you that haven't listened to the podcast where we talk about HelloFresh, we started doing HelloFresh. My son calls it goodbye rotten, <laughs> you know, because he's does everything backwards. Anyway, what gets me is it'll say prep time five minutes. Cook time, 25 minutes. Okay, that's 30 minutes total. An hour and 20 minutes later, we might be sitting down to eat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where they come up with it. Of course, you know they lie because some of them say prep time zero. Right. Well, here's the thing. Apparently, washing all and drying all the produce and chopping it up is not considered prep time. Oh. It can't be. Because who can cut up that many potatoes in half-inch squares? You just ain't fast enough. Well, whatever. You need you a square tater cutter. I think I'm going to order the one that's got all the stuff. You just throw it in a pan and go. It's not as good. Well, I don't care about good anymore. What? Because <laughs> I'm tired of these dishes. Look, last time you didn't care about good, you saw where that got you. You even had a son buy it. David. <laughs> editing that out. <laughs> so say something else because I'm coming out with that one. No, that was perfect. No, it's not perfect. It makes it sound like my son's bad. No, just what you had him with is bad. Well, I can't fight that. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of dishes that come out of that Hello yeah. Fresh thing. Yeah. So um, after our adventure into the deck box, I decided that we had not had enough torture. <laughs> and so we decided to put together a treadmill that we had taken apart. <laughs> well, hang on. Let's back up. We got this treadmill mm. from somebody, and it is. Oh my gosh, heavy and bulky. It's like huge. Yes. So we took it apart when we brought it home because that was the only way we could get it up the steps. Right. I was smart enough to take a, a picture, a picture of <laughs> one part of the machine. <laughs> so I was able to find the manual to try to put it together, but of course it didn't address the one part that we had taken apart. Yeah. Well, that's because most people don't mess with that part. <laughs> that's because we took the electronics apart. <laughs> Because we had to separate the pieces, which were tied together by wiring. So we had to pull all the wiring and stuff out. So, yeah. And and it doesn't help that the fact that almost a year later is when we're putting it back together. So we don't remember anything that we took apart. Mm -mm. And then there's this one piece left at the end. We still don't know what it goes to. Dude, look, I'm happy. Want just one extra piece left? I'm I'm ecstatic. I put together stuff before and be like, I got a lot of stuff left over. <laughs> well, and then last night I hear this noise and I'm like, what in the world is that? It reminded me of the kids being back. <laughs> so I said something to David. I was like, what were you doing up there? He's like, walking on the treadmill. I'm like thinking to myself, walking? And it was that loud? He said, just imagine when I'm running on it at six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, no, you ain't. Yep. So then he says, 
well, if it's that loud and we can't use it during the day, we might as well get rid of it. I'm thinking it will set it on fire. It'll sit up there and rock because I'm not carrying it back downstairs. That thing's heavy. It's got downstairs easy. You just put it at the top and push. I'm thinking throw it out the window. <laughs> it won't fit out the window. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I've also learned working with people. I'm okay doing stuff and it taking a while and reading the instructions, even though I might skip some stuff. <laughs> but if you start getting aggravated and I'm working with you, I'm done. I get, it stresses me out. I don't want nothing to do with it. And I think to myself one more time and I'm done. Yeah, but you didn't get to that point. I was really close. Were you? Yes. You were that aggravated? You were that aggravated. Me? And it stresses me out. I was not aggravated. I was having a happy time. Liar. <laughs> you ever buy another one of these things? You better get it put together. That's because they're not they're not I said made. they're not cheap and that would be expensive. You're like, I don't no, care. No, they are cheap. They're just not they're not inexpensive. Inexpensive. They are cheap. Those things are made. And the first time David hit it with the hammer, the lifetime tag fell off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was like, I guess that ain't going to last a lifetime. Yeah, so he's sitting there complaining the whole time. Well, and- these things, are they're made to put together one time. That's it. Like, you can't make a mistake because you can't take it back apart the way everything fits together very easily. Right. And David likes to rush and not let me read the directions Oh, because he MG. thinks he knows what he's doing. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, mm, you got to pull that apart because it's supposed to slide down in these. No, you you were like, put this right here. And then I do that. And then you go to the next step. And then you go back and go, oh, wait, that was supposed to go in this way. Well, that's not how I remember it. And I'm like, um, okay, well, that's kind of hard now since I've wedged it in the, the way you said it was supposed is, to go in. I can laugh about these mistakes. Oh, I'm laughing about it too right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so freaking funny. <laughs> all right y'all i know you're tired of hearing this because i am all right what you got for today oh lord have mercy today we have stepmom karen is it it's not like is it the karen or a karen what you know like the whole internet karen thing you really think that's who i'm talking to maybe i don't know you think that's really one person maybe yeah where did the name come from i don't even know how her to mama start. gave it to her no like the whole internet karen i thing. don't know and i don't care <laughs> okay if y'all can't tell we're recording this at night <laughs> yeah she's Lori's already done for the day she's already done with me yeah and i'm just getting started i know okay kara's been blending for five years and they have stepson seven 50 50 no bio children of her own yet why are you laughing because i started to say don't do it karen <laughs> You well, hear us, don't you? Don't I, do it. I do warn her <laughs> in here about, you know, don't expect things of the stepkid that you aren't going to expect for your own kid. Yeah. They get along pretty well with the bio mom. Stepson has what she considers only child syndrome. Hmm. Okay. You had that, didn't you? I was not an only child. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> We were, uh, you were a mini wife. That's right. We were five years apart. So it's not like we did a lot together. Yeah. And That's what's wrong with Jackson. Leave my baby alone. There no. is nothing wrong with Jackson. Yeah, it all makes sense. Thanks, Karen. You shed some light on why things happen the way they no, do. No, you can't say that with Jackson because every other week he was a step-sibling. No, no, no. He's always been an only child. No, whatever. <laughs> whatever, David. <laughs> she loves her stepson. And, of course, she came in and started doing everything. Oh, Tangle web we weave. Yep. When first we practice to do the stepmom thing. (laughs) 
she has stepped back a good bit, but she does still discipline him. If he breaks house rules, she'll correct him. This is something I love that she talks about. You ready? Mm-hmm. In the summer, she was told by her husband, told, T-O-L-D, by her husband to redo her schedule to be able to take care of stepson during the summer. Ooh. Ooh. How did that go? Guess we have to listen to find out, right? That's right. Last thing I'm going to say is when she started nachoing, her husband wasn't very happy with that. Oh, that's a theme going on right now. Surprise. Yeah, it's amazing how when somebody has their responsibility placed back on them that they just don't like it sometimes. Well, but I really think part of the problem is the stepmoms come in, they're gung-ho, they're super (laughs) stepmom, they've got the S on their chest, on their clothes, and, you know, they're just awesome. Then they get burnt out. And they expect the bio parent to take over. And the bio parent's like, whoa, Nellie, you've you've been doing this for a while. (laughs) This must mean you hate my kid. Yeah. How dare you dump all this on me? Blah, 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 blah. They're like, this ain't no tag team. Yeah. Yeah. That that is a big problem. But it's it's from both ends. It's like you've got the problem of the the super stepmom coming in. But you also have the problem of the bio parent. Because it happens on both sides, not not just the... uh, the bio dads that do this, I've seen it on the other side too, but the bio parent doesn't want to step in and do their part. Or in some cases we see stepmoms that are doing everything and neither bio parent is doing their part. Exactly. But I will say a lot of times the stepmoms are so Johnny on the spot with things mm-hmm. that they don't give the dad, we're going to say dad, time to do anything. Yeah, that's true too. Well, you have to understand that or you don't have to understand it, but you have to realize that. You ain't got to do nothing, people. Often, don't listen to him. Oftentimes, and I think this is more so with men, because if if there's a, a bio kid in the picture, more often than not, the the bio mom, when they were together, if, you know, if all the timing was right, <laughs> when they were together, the bio mom's doing all the parenting stuff, bio dad's not. And so he never develops any sense of parenting or any... Any parenting skills, really? Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, and if so you've done it all, and then you're like, "I'm not doing this anymore." And he's like, "What am I going to do?" Right, and so, but that is the question: what are what is he going to do? Because we're going to say he. How is he going to learn how to do any of it unless he either starts reading or watching videos or paying attention more? Because it's not been something that's been on his plate. So it's not that he's neglecting being a parent. He's never had to be a parent. It's not apparent that he's a parent. (laughs) (laughs) So to sum all that up, folks, what we're saying is when you come in, don't try to be super stepmom. Yeah. I mean, it it, honestly, it hurts everybody when that happens because poor old dad doesn't get a chance to do his parenting stuff because he's not given the opportunity, even though he probably doesn't realize he needs the opportunity, (laughs) but he needs to learn how to parent. So let him do it. There you go. All right. Let's get to listening. All right. Good. Glad you put this one together without instructions. <laughs> Can y'all hear my eyeballs rolling? <laughs> All right. Here's a word about the Nacho Kids Academy. There is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. 
In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit NachoKidsAcademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's NachoKidsAcademy.com. Today we have stepmom Karen. Hey, Karen, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Doing well, doing well. (laughs) So how long have you been blending? My husband and I started dating in 2015, and then we got married in October 2019. So I guess five going on six years. Okay. And he has one child? Yep. Uh, My stepson will be eight next month. And what's your visitation schedule like with him? We have 50-50. We don't do week on, week off, though. We split the week in half. So we get him every Wednesday afternoon through Saturday, like dinner time. And then his mom will get him from Saturday dinner time until Wednesday morning before he goes to school. You know, I find it interesting how some of these schedules are. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say that is we did, when David and I first got married, we had the kids 11 out of 14 days. And then she decided that she was going to actually accommodate her schedule to being a mother. So they went to 50-50. David did not want to do it, but he knew that the kids would just cut up like cheetah and probably resenting the rest of their life if he didn't. So we went to 50-50, but it was week on, week off. Okay. So if you do Wednesday through Saturday, can y'all ever go out of town on a weekend? Well, it's funny you say that because prior to June of 2020, we had my stepson every weekend. Uh, Every Friday through Monday was our schedule with him. And I hated it. It was horrible. My husband and I never got alone time together. We never got couples time on the weekend. We could never go out on dates because we work Monday through Friday jobs. So when you come home from work, the last thing you want to do is anything, right? <laughs> let alone go out and do something. So the thing with us and our situation is kind of unique in a lot of ways. Uh, one of our ways is we actually get along pretty well with a bio mom, oh. which is really nice. Yeah. Um, and so our schedule, even though we have that standard schedule, is very fluid. Last week, her car broke down and she asked us if we wanted to get him on Tuesday instead of Wednesday. And we were like, yeah, sure, whatever. And then he went home Saturday morning instead of back to his mom's. Mm-hmm. Saturday morning instead of Saturday night. So we could. So we live in Pennsylvania. Uh, we went to Gettysburg for my birthday a couple of years ago because I'm a history dork and I love that stuff. Uh, and that was my gift for my birthday. And she took him for the weekend, no problem. So we can. We just make up the time in other ways. Yeah. Well, that's good that y'all get along because it makes life so much easier. Sure does. <laughs> because I'm telling you, I learned the hard way and so did David that it was best to stick with the court order. I get that. Because if you don't, it's, well, you owe me or you took this from me. You know, it's never going to work out if you're dealing with a high conflict bio parent. I was not around when she was high conflict. Uh, We were friends, but we weren't dating. But apparently she was very high conflict the first couple years of my stepson's life. Around the time that my husband and I started dating, she started to calm down. I like to take some credit for that. Because um, I have a pretty calming force on people. And also because when I started dating him, I reached out to her and made my intentions very clear from the get-go. Whereas my husband's ex-girlfriends tried to be my stepson's mom. And I very clearly from day one was like, I don't want to be his mom. I'm not his mom. He has a mom. And I think she appreciated that. And I think that was part of the reason why she kind of isn't high conflict. I think she also learned that my husband can be more high conflict than she is. And she learned (laughs) that's probably (laughs) not in her best interest to be high conflict anymore. There you go. Yeah. So tell us a little bit of the backstory with you and your husband. You've known each other for quite a long time. Yeah. So uh, we went to the same middle school and high school and we were friends all that time. Both dated different people, 
many different people over the years. <laughs> and then we, so my stepson is going to be eight next month. And my husband and I, my husband's 32, I'm 31. So he'll, I guess he was 24 when my stepson was born. So like we were still friends at that point platonically. So I actually met my stepson when he was three weeks old as my husband's just simply his friend. Right. And then when my stepson was two, I had broken up with my longtime boyfriend. He had broken up with a girlfriend that he dated after he bio mom broke up because they broke up when my stepson was like a month old. Oh. Yeah. Long story short on that one was like, I guess he was going to break up with her before she said she was pregnant. And then she said, oh, by the way, I'm pregnant. And he (sighs) went, well, nuts. Yeah. (laughs) Guess I'm not breaking up with her now. Yeah. Funny how life does that to you, isn't it? It sure is. And then uh, my husband and I, I, well, okay, so I, he always says that we would not be together if it weren't for me because I reached out to him because I remember thinking, wow, my, so my ex and him were really good friends. And I was in this like single girl of like, I need to get revenge on my ex-boyfriend slash <laughs> this guy is really attractive and I want to hang out with him. I miss my friend. And then, yeah, we've been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> So did you reach out to him on Facebook? Yeah. Of course. Actually. Well, we were Facebook friends and I was like, hey, we haven't talked in a while. And I guess his ex-girlfriend was a little intimidated of me because we were friends and always platonic, never did anything before that. And she was intimidated. So he kind of stopped talking to me because of it. And I felt kind of weird talking to him after my ex-boyfriend and I broke up. And then one day I was like, you know what? You only live once. Just reach out to him. And then if he doesn't respond, then whatever. And now we're married. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. That is so sweet. So did you ever meet Bio Mom when you and him were just friends? No, I never did. Okay. But she didn't have a problem with y'all being friends? No. uh, She actually, so when she was pregnant, I was kind of always raised that like if somebody has a baby, you get them a little gift. Uh, So I went to Marshall's and I just spent like 50 bucks and I bought like a ton of onesies and socks, you know, just like little doodads, whatever. And my girlfriend's mom makes these beautiful gift baskets. So I asked her to help me, made this beautiful gift basket for them. And she still remembers that to this day that I gave them a gift basket for my stepson. So that's like the only way she really knew me prior to my husband and I dating. Okay. So, you know, I have to ask. Yeah. She didn't say, oh, I know y'all were messing around before. That's why you gave me that gift basket. No, no. She, she knows like we were very, very platonic at that time. I don't think either of us saw each other that way at that time, to be honest. Well, good. I'm glad that she didn't think something that wasn't there. I also, in full transparency, she's not the brightest bulb in the socket. <laughs> so I don't know if she would quite go to that level mm-hmm. or she wouldn't care. I mean, it was, I mean, they broke up almost eight years ago. Yeah. What's the point of that now? That's true. I know it had to be on, hard on her, them splitting up and her having a newborn. I'm sure. Do they immediately go to court and come up with the visitation schedule and all that happy stuff? Um, not in the beginning. They went to court because like I had mentioned previously, she was very high conflict in the beginning. And I guess she tried to withhold my stepson from him. My husband didn't get to even celebrate his first Father's Day with his son because she withheld him. And that was kind of the beginning of the end of that with her being high conflict because he decided, well, I'm not going to not see my son because of her. So he took her to court. And that was one of the deciding factors with that. Okay. How far away does she live from y'all? 10, 15 minutes. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That way it does give you more flexibility with the schedule if something comes up. Yes, absolutely. So you don't have any kids of your own? I do not. Do you want kids of your own? Yes. One. One. (laughs) You better hope you don't get pregnant with twins. Dang it. I only wanted one. Well, it's very funny you say that because twins run on both sides of the family. 
Um, I have PCOS, so it's a little bit harder to, I don't know if you know anything about that. (laughs) My niece has it. Okay. So you do know. So um, some women can have complete and utter difficulty conceiving. Some have no problem conceiving. We only just started to try. So like, I'm not taking it too seriously at this point. We're young, but uh, my sister has it. My mom had it. My sister has two kids and is pregnant with her third. So we don't know what's going to happen with that, Uh, but we'd like to have one. But I have a feeling that if we get lucky enough, we might have twins because it runs on both sides. And that would be very funny. (laughs) That would be very funny. Because we really only want one. It was a struggle getting my husband to agree to have another one just at all. So watch, now we're going to have twins. Yes. How do you think that stepson will feel when you have a baby? Oh, that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> uh, my stepson is an only child in both houses. My stepson is currently struggling a lot with being the center of attention and being, uh, If so if we don't give him the attention he wants or if we don't play with him when he wants us to play with him, he pouts. Uh, we call it only child syndrome. I'm sure we're not the first people to say that. But his only child syndrome is real bad in both houses. Um, Mm -hmm. So even though he asked me for a specifically a little brother, to which I say, honey, if I had control of that, we'd be having a girl because I already have a boy. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because he's he's a lot of drama. But I think half of him would be super excited because he really does want it. And half of him would be really jealous of the fact that now he has to share his attention at dad's house. Right. Yeah. Is, Is by a mom in another relationship? She is. Yeah. She's been dating her partner uh, since my stepson was a baby, like six, seven months old. Oh, okay. Yeah. But they haven't had any other children. From what I understand, uh, she has zero desire to have any more children because, uh, in her words, I'm quoting here, (laughs) I have a hard enough time dealing with steps, my stepson as it is. Right. Right. (laughs) So the partner she's with doesn't have any kids of his own either. Correct. Okay. It's funny when my son was little... I told this lady I was talking to one time, I said, I feel bad because when I come home, I have to cook and I have to clean and I feel like I don't spend time with him. She said, that is the best thing you can do for an only child. Mm -hmm. She said, if not, they get that codependent feeling and because they don't have siblings to play with, she said, you want him to be able to play alone. Yes. And it's a constant struggle in our house. My husband oscillates between that because we both agree that he needs that alone time and that independence. And then the other side of him is like, well, he's only going to be little for so long. And if we don't play with him, you know, in a few years, he's going to wake up and be like, I don't want to play with you anymore, which he's right. But there has to be some middle balance between the two, I think. Right. He's definitely right with that. Yes. (laughs) Before you know it, he's going to be like, I don't want to talk to you, much less play with you. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yes. So we, we, we try to find a middle balance between the two. Since our schedule is the way it is where we have him some weekdays and some weekend days, you know, like last night, uh, Santa got him like one of those little kid pool tables. Uh-huh. And even though my husband's 6'3 and I'm 5'7", almost 5'8", we somehow managed to play on it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually bigger than you would imagine. And that's been like my stepson's favorite game. So my new thing is to tell him, oh, well, you know, Karen's busy right now and daddy's busy. Why don't you go ahead and get all the pool balls in by number? So get the one in first and then the two and then the three. I bet you can't do it in half an hour. (laughs) And they make it a challenge. And I I swear to God, like that helps. And then we play with him because we love pool, my husband and I. So like we'll play pool with him too. And we play it without him too. (laughs) Uh On the kid table. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Do you get on your knees to play? No, it's actually pretty tall. It's probably like (laughs) midway up up my waist. Like it's pretty tall. 
but yeah, it's it looks kind of funny because my husband's so tall to like see this tall man like hunching over a pool table. <laughs> well, I have to say in my head, it was pretty cool looking with y'all on your knees. <laughs> it was kind of entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very entertaining. I think you should try that. I've, you know what? I wouldn't be able to see over it then, but my husband could. <laughs> yeah. We both have to try that. Yeah. I have a game night of challenges with the pool table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> So what is your relationship like with your stepson? Oh, gosh, I love that kid. He's like my best bud. You know, it's evolved a lot. And that's kind of part of why I reached out to you in the first place. So when I first started dating my husband, when we were just dating, I did everything. I felt like I was the primary parent. I did doctor's appointments and parent-teacher conferences with my husband. I did, you name it, I did it. I had this kid without my husband overnight, not overnight, but like until he went to bed and all this stuff. Super stepmom. You're so nice. But, and that was before we were married. And then in the last seven or eight months, his behavior has really taken a turn for the worse. He's really been kind of violent with his mom in particular. And I was able to get my husband and bio mom to get him into therapy came to find out that he has severe ADHD, which is totally unsurprising to me. I've known this for years, but I guess the rose colored glasses thing, they didn't want to see it, which I can get. Mm-hmm. So I've stepped back a lot with him. I still discipline to an extent, but like relationship wise, he I'm his confidant. He comes to me if he's having like, if he's feeling a weird way about something, he feels most comfortable. It seems to come to me before his mom and his dad. And I'm grateful that he feels that way. I think that's great. But he's like my best bud. We do everything together. We play, we read, we play tricks on his dad sometimes. <laughs> we have a good time. So you do nacho him in certain ways. I do. I'm more nacho bio mom, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do. Um, I still discipline him. Our philosophy is house rules. So whether it's my stepson, my niece, my nephew, I mean, even my parents, like whomever, the rules apply to everybody. So Mm -hmm. if my stepson steps out on a rule, he gets corrected by whomever is there and sees the stepping out because that's house rules. Um, But when it comes to anything that that may at all involve his mother, so school stuff, legal stuff, and I'm not talking, if he has a math question, I'm going to help him, of course, but anything that's like involves mom and dad, I totally step out of. Lately, I've been kind of stepping back on discipline too and letting my husband address stuff unless it's in the moment and like it has to be addressed right now. I usually have my husband address it because I feel like I didn't create this child, so I shouldn't have to do all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Especially if your husband's there. Yes. Because what will happen, or what will most likely happen, is this child will resent you mm-hmm. because he'll think you're the mean one out of the bunch. You're always on him. And then it can cause problems with the dad. Yep. Where the dad's like, you're picking on him, or I didn't see anything wrong with that. Why are you disciplining him? Right. You've got a good bond with him. Yes. And I'm not saying that if you kept on 100%, that you wouldn't still have a good bond with him. But from our experience, the more you can continue to be that confidant rather than a disciplinarian, mm-hmm. the better it is for you stress-wise, the better it is for your relationship with your husband, and the better it is for your relationship with your stepkid. I 100% agree with you. I came to realize after yelling at both my husband and bio mom about my stepson's behavior that I just couldn't do it anymore. And I look at nachoing as a lifeboat for stepmoms or stepdads in those situations. So I nacho 
a good chunk of discipline at this point. I nacho any, almost anything with bio mom. Um, I don't transport my steps on unless if I'm like, Hey, I feel like going for a ride today. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't do it anymore. And I refuse absolutely unequivocally refuse to rearrange my schedule for my steps on. So if there's a doctor's appointment, if there's a therapy appointment, if there's, Oh, you know, like Monday's Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And it happens to be bio mom's day. If she called me and said, Hey, I can't have him. I have to work. I'd be like tough noogies or talk to my husband. Really? I'm not doing it anymore. Yep. I was asked over the summer to rearrange my entire schedule. So COVID's going on, right? Right. So like my, so I work in accounting. So my job has me home half the time and in the office half the time in the state of Pennsylvania, (laughs) they consider and get this. I think it's so funny. Accounting is an essential business right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's silly, but okay. Well, yeah, you've got all these businesses that need their stuff done. <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, taxes don't stop because of COVID, girl. <laughs> that's true. But you could do it at home. You don't have to go in the office is yes. really what I mean. Yes. So I'm like half and half in and out of office, or I was at the time anyway. And I was told, not asked, to rearrange my schedule so that I could be home with my stepson three to four days a week, which again, told, not asked. I don't respond well to that. Who told you that? My husband. Okay. And that was around the time that my stepson's behavior was really spiraling. And I guess I just lost it. Probably not my proudest moment, yelling at two grown adults about their trials. <laughs> and I did. Um, and when I mean yell, I mean yell. I'm not exa- um, exaggerating in any way, shape, or form. But yes, I yelled at both of them and told them that their son needed help and they need to take off their rose-colored glasses. And then I also told my husband that he needs to stop expecting me to be his child's mom when he has mom. You go, girl. Thank you. And ever since then, actually, it's very funny. My husband made a dentist appointment for next month. And it's a day that we would have my stepson. And it's a time that we would have my stepson. But my job now has a cycling through weeks. So I may or may not be in the office that week. And my husband said, well, I was going to ask bio mom to pick him up from daycare that day since you it's a Wednesday and you know, you, you have work. And I said, well, honey, if I'm home, like I'll get him. It's not a big deal. But if I'm in the office, like I work 45 minutes from home, mm-hmm. so I can't just pick him up. But I was like, if I'm home, it's not a big deal. He's like, no. He's like, you made it very clear. Like this is, we had the child. We have to do that. If it's an emergency, absolutely. But overall, they laid down and created that child. If I weren't around, they'd have to figure it out. And that's how I look at it. So that's what they do. Yeah. Now, when he made that comment to you after you said, no, if I'm home, I don't mind doing it. And he's like, no, no, no. Do you get defensive with that to where it's like, well, I want to help? <laughs> no, uh, not at all. I, well, I did tell, I reminded him, like, remember that more deals with bio mom than it does with you. If it's our time with him, I don't mind going above because that helps you as my husband. Mm-hmm. But I mean, inevitably, that is her son. And again, if I weren't around, she'd have to pick up the slack anyway. But I, I said to him, if I'm not working that week, or if I'm working from home that week, I'll get him because his daycare is like five minutes away. But if I'm in the office, I physically can't get him. Right. But no, I do not get offended. I, As far as I'm concerned, the less commuting and transporting and logistics I have to do, the better. And it's funny because I know a lot of times stepmoms will kick into nacho. And then they'll go, oh, no, I'll, I'll get him. And the dad's like, no, you've already told me he's not your kid. Right. And then they're like, but, but, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You can't flip and flop. Mm-hmm. You have to say, these are my boundaries. Yep. Now, granted, if in the beginning when you started nachoing, if you wouldn't have flipped out on them like you did, <laughs> then it could have been a gradual thing where you make a list of things that you need taken off of you. Right. And you can say, well, I don't mind taking him to the dentist, but 
here's the thing. If you would have said, I don't mind taking him to the dentist, then it would be, it doesn't matter if you're at work or not. You said you would take him to the dentist for them. Mm-hmm. So you have to be so careful with how you word it when you decide to nacho. It's true. And I mean, I can't speak for any other stepmom but myself, but I rearranged my, and by choice, and I know that, I rearranged my entire life. I moved from another state. I gave up this really cushy job working for like, I mean, I won't give too many details, but working for a very well-known company in the accounting department. And I worked in the biggest city in the country. You could, I guess, I mean, if you would agree with that, but um, I just had this great job and I was right near my friends and family. And I gave all that up and moved into the middle of nowhere in another state just to be with them. Again, my own choice, Mm -hmm. but I sacrificed a lot to be with them. And I felt like I sacrificed a lot and then immediately was thrown into this position where I was expected to sacrifice even more. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find that to be very fair. And I did it at first because I love my stepson and I love my husband and I got along with bio mom and I still do. But it just became overwhelming to the point where like my job was suffering. I felt like my relationship was suffering with my husband. I felt like I was resenting my stepson and it just wasn't fair to anybody, especially myself. Right. Exactly. So when you told them, basically, you need to take care of your own kid, mm-hmm. what was his response? He was mad. <laughs> uh, at first, he didn't understand it. My husband, uh, my stepson changed his life for the better. And I think he put so much on that relationship with his son that he just expects everybody to love his son. And, and he's a great kid. I mean, he's really one of the funniest people I've ever met. But And so smart. But you know, every different strokes for different folks and everybody's different and everybody has a different personality. Everybody has their pros and cons. And my husband was livid at first. I think he was offended. He thought I didn't want anything to do with his son. He thought that I didn't love his son anymore. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. I just, I needed a break. (laughs) I needed a break from doing everything. Yeah. And it's not like you've been dealing with stepson raising him since he was a baby. Mm Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you go from having no children, your life's pretty good. Like you said, you had a cushy job. Things were great. Mm -hmm. You move to the middle of nowhere. All of a sudden, you're expected to take care of this kid that you're not used to taking care of kids. Mm -hmm. And not only is it a kid, but it's a kid that's old enough to talk back. Yes. It's a kid that will tell you, you're not my mom. Or I'm not saying he ever did, but they know. They know you're not their mom. Of course. And so your life did a complete 180. Yes. And on top of that, all of that, I have a stepson that's neuroatypical that has severe ADHD and possible other undiagnosed issues. So not only am I now going from no kids to one kid, which I'm sure it could be worse with more, mm-hmm. but I'm also going from having no kids to having a high needs child as well. So he was diagnosed with ADHD. Was he diagnosed with autism as well? No. I think he may be on the spectrum personally. I know nothing about psychology. I'm just spitballing here. (laughs) Like I know nothing. We have a lot of teachers in our family and then lots of articles I've read and, you know, speaking Mm -hmm. with people. I think he may be on the spectrum. He's just so darn sociable though, that like that kind of pushed that out of his therapist thought. Um, But no, he does not have autism from what we know yet. Okay. Because I believe you said neuroatypical. Yeah. I know a lot of people refer to that as autism. Yeah, I think it just also refers to the fact that he doesn't have the total typical mindset. Like even ADHD is kind of considered part of, some people will say it's on the spectrum. Right. Take that as you will. Mm -hmm. My sister has ADD. So my sister would have been considered the hyperactivity. 
because she would do laps around the house at two o'clock in the morning. She would climb the curtains. She would try to mm-hmm. jump on the ceiling fan to spin. I mean, it was crazy. And growing up, she was off the chain. And emotionally, her emotions ranged like to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Almost like you would think a bipolar person would. Mm-hmm. Yep. Minute to minute, she would be fine, but she was so sensitive to stuff. And they put her on medicine. And the medicine helped, but it also had drawbacks. Yep. It made her feel, I don't know, um, withdrawn. Okay. It made her more withdrawn to where she didn't want to hang around with people. And they said that's a lot of times because the medicine makes you get too much in your head. Okay. So she felt like she couldn't really hold a conversation with people. It made her nervous almost. Now, you got to think my sister's, uh, golly, 42 years old now. So this was way back in the day. Ah, tough. ADHD is like, you think of it as, oh, I can't pay attention, but it is such a complex issue. I've like, like you said with your sister, I mean, even with the meds or not meds, like my stepson, like your sister, he never tried to cling to the ceiling fan. Thank goodness. That would have <laughs> given me a heart attack. Um, but he's running around the house. He's like... I watched this kid. He cannot sit through a movie, a TV show even. Like he'll, he has to be doing two other things. So he can like watch TV and then he has a book open, which by the way, I love that. Has a book open and then also has an action figure in his hand. Mm -hmm. Like he cannot just sit still and do something. And then there's also the emotional aspect is a very good point. Uh, He, his emotions range from super happy, excited to like doubting himself to saying that he's a bad kid to being angry, like his anger issues there. It's all over the place. It's a very complex issue that people just don't realize. It is. So did they, did they put him on medicine? No, they, their thought process is he's seven, almost eight. He's too young and I am not his parent. So I don't get to say. Right. My little sister was four when they put her on medicine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like you said, there's pros and cons to both. Um, he is in therapy. Therapy is super helpful with a lot of things. ADHD is not one of them, in my opinion. The behavioral modifications that his therapist has provided are moderately helpful in some instances, but overall, I find that his therapy is immensely helpful with his emotions and that part of the ADHD, but not with the focusing and paying attention and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. One of David's triplets was diagnosed with ADHD. Mm -hmm. So they gave him medicine and he took it, you know, went to school and he came home. He's like... I love school. And we're like, what? <laughs> and it's because he could focus. Mm-hmm. And, and the teacher said that he kept, kept telling her all day, I love school today. I just love school today. And oh. we were laughing about it. But the drawback, again, we noticed it was changing his personality. Yep. He was, some days he was fine. And it, I think it happened to be when it was wearing off that it affected him more, like it just made him feel blah. So um, he didn't stay on it very long. And at this time, he was a teenager. So they kind of let him have a say in that. Sure. And it wasn't like he was obnoxious to where he couldn't or where other students couldn't learn because he was in the class and stuff. And it's hard, too, because I know David and his ex, they didn't want to get him put on medicine at all. Mm-hmm. But I think they ran into a doctor, or maybe David did. I think David did because he was the one that took him to the doctor, ran into a doctor that explained it to him in a better way to where it's not like your kid has something wrong and he has to take this medicine. It was, this may help him. Right. It was a different approach to where David didn't look at it as, oh God, something's wrong with my kid. He's diagnosed with something. 
Right. And a lot of parents are like that. They're like, no, I don't want to take them to the doctor because their fear of the diagnosis. I think there's a little pride in there and a little guilt in there. Mm-hmm. Not my child. My child can't be that way. And I'm not saying that bio mom or my husband are like that. I'm sure there's a little bit of that. And I think every parent has rose colored glasses about their kid. You know, I, even though they're not married, I call bio mom's partner, boyfriend, stepdad, because he's been around longer than me. So if I get the title of stepmom, he sure as heck deserves the title of stepdad. There you go. Yeah. I, I don't like that whole mentality of you're not married. You're not the step parent that no. Absolutely not. If you take care of that child and you love that child, you're a step parent. So stepdad and I have had many conversations. Actually, part of the reason why this all started was because he and I were talking because he was acting, my stepson was acting a fool at his mom's house. And then he kind of reached out to me like, what do you guys do in this situation? We started talking more and more and more. And we both agreed like this kid needs help. There's something going on here. And then I got really frustrated and then all of it exploded. And now he's in therapy. Um, but when you're stepdad and I agree, when you're the step parent, and I'm sure you would agree, I'm sure your husband would agree with this too, because he's a stepdad, mm-hmm. that when you are the step parent, you love that child, you take care of that child, but you see that child for that child. You don't have the parental rose-colored glasses where, oh, my child is per-. not that not that you think your son is perfect. I'm sure you don't. We all know nobody's perfect. Of course he is, Karen. Oh, of course. <laughs> My sweet baby boy. I'm just going to be in counseling for a while. It's okay. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. But <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, I think any bio parent or any parent at that looks at their child and goes, oh, look at my sweet babe. But And I mean, I do that with my stepson too. I love that boy. But I have an easier time seeing his flaws than his biological parents do. And stepdad has said the same thing to me. Of course. And it may not even be a flaw. Mm-hmm. For instance, say you ask stepson something and he says, what? You could look at that and say, that is disrespectful. You say ma'am to me. Okay. And his dad could look at it and say, that's not disrespectful. I mean, he's always said what? And where they didn't raise him to say ma'am or sir. Mm-hmm. It was always what? You know, he's responding to you. Why do you think he's being rude? Mm-hmm. And so we find that a lot to where I would think David's kids were being disrespectful to him, but he didn't mm-hmm. and vice versa. Now, I will say, and this is really bad to probably admit, it depends on the day with my son whether I consider something disrespectful. It's based off my mood. I get that. (laughs) We have to look at it as we may not see things the same as them Mm -hmm. because, like you said, you're not their parent. Mm -hmm. And when you have a child of your own, it's going to be funny because you're going to see that from a completely different standpoint. I'm sure. And be careful. I'm giving you a really good warning here. So David's kids were 14 and he would fix them breakfast. And I'm like, oh my God, they're 14. They can fix their own breakfast, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) When my baby turned 14, I'm like, what you want for breakfast, darling? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So be careful not to push expectations of what you think your stepson should be doing by himself at a certain age. Because when you have your baby, you're going to look at it a lot differently. Yes, I try to stand back on most of that stuff at this point, unless it's something that's pretty egregious. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of keep my mouth out of it, <laughs> which is hard, but I do. Yes. Well, fortunately, you learned before going through hell to figure it out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I guess you kind of did. You walked on the edge there, you know, when you had your little blow up. Yep. You could say that. <laughs> What was her response to you when that happened? When I yelled at her? Because uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. I'd like to make it very clear to your listeners. I yelled at them. Like, I'm a loud person in general. 
I yelled at those two. I'm not poor baby. I like, I, I made that poor child. I was like, honey, you have to go to your room right now. And he did. And he listened because he listens very well to me. And oh boy. Yeah. She kind of just, she's very timid. Um, Like I said, we get along pretty well. We're not friends, but we're, you know, you see your neighbor at the store and you're like, oh, hey, how are you? How you doing? Oh, how are the kids? Oh, good. That's how our relationship is, which is fine. Yeah. Um, Better than high conflict for sure. She kind of was just like, yeah, I know. I've been saying that for a while to my husband. And I was like, well, why don't you do something about it? <laughs> she's <laughs> yelling at her. And she's like, I just don't know. I was like, you should put him in therapy. And she's like, oh, well. And that was basically it. Wow. Yeah. There you go. So she's pretty calm. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's calm. She's quiet. She doesn't share much. Yeah. She's very quiet. So she doesn't rock the boat very much. Uh, we'll ask her how he was when she had him. And her response will be fine. <laughs> that's it okay and then stepdad will be like did bio mom tell you that stepson did xyz and my husband and i will be like uh no so stepdad tends to communicate with us more about his behavior than bio mom does okay now i've got to say it is great that y'all have that relationship with stepdad too and the funny thing about that i should mention on a personal moral ethical all those things level, I can't stand stepdad. We are wholly <laughs> different human beings, like in every way, shape, and form. Just like things that I believe in, he totally disbelieves. Things that he believes, I think are just reprehensible. But that guy is a great stepdad. And honestly, the other stuff aside, I couldn't care less because that kid needs that man in his life at that house. And I give him, I not my place to talk about his backstory, but he had a tough upbringing himself. And the fact that that man is able to love that child, especially because he was 18 when he became in that child's life. Oh, gosh. Uh, oh, gosh, indeed. Yes. So he really, whenever anybody else tries to talk smack about stepdad, I'm like, no, you give him the respect he deserves because that man steps above and beyond. He has his issues. He likes to complain to me a lot and <laughs> ask me questions a lot. And um, I just you know, try to remind him to use a gentle hand, not physically, because we don't do that. But like, he gets a little overbearing at times. And I try to remind him he's seven. <laughs> like, he's a mm -hmm. little kid. Mm -hmm. He doesn't quite get it. But yes, it's very nice. It took a long time to get here. But I, you can nacho and still have a good relationship with the other parents. Yes, you can. And a lot of times nachoing allows you to have a better relationship with the other parents. 100%. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you talk about the differences and how you feel towards stepdad, but you're able to overlook those things or not let those become an issue because you see that he is a good stepdad. Exactly. And it's great when everybody can quote, quote, co-parent together. Yes. Uh, it's, I, so all this started because I was feeling overwhelmed as a stepmom and I joined a stepmom group on Facebook. That's how I actually came to know about the Nacho Method in general. And I just saw all these people talk about these high conflict relationships with bio mom and high conflict relationships with their, if they have children and the bio dads to their children or with the stepdad. And I just want everybody to be friends. <laughs> like it, it makes life easier. And for the mo most important person is my stepson. It makes his life easier. And that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. That's right. And that is what matters. You've got to realize that or you'll always struggle. It's true. And I think it's funny, too, that we had a lady on here one time that 
she was like, yeah, you know, we all co-parent. And I'm like, what? So, for instance, if they were having an issue, they would, honest to God, everybody, all four of them, the two step parents and the two bio parents, would sit down and devise a plan to help the kid. That was so foreign to me. Right. And maybe it's because I do nacho that I'm like, Mm-mm, that you are way too involved. But after talking to her more, I realized that I think that she was almost taking the parenting that she wasn't giving her kids and putting it on the stepkid. Okay. So like when she didn't have her kids, she was more focused on being the parent of the stepkids. So she kind of like pushed herself into that. Mm -hmm. Whereas it sounds like with you, you're there if they need you or if, you know, the stepdad wants to discuss something, but you're not going, oh, well, let's have a family meeting. (laughs) No. (laughs) Um, It's funny because when my stepson was going through those issues last year, I did not have a meeting. I did not suggest a meeting. However, I did kind of speak with each parent separately and I'm including stepdad in the parent thing because Mm -hmm. step-parent. Yeah, uh, I spoke with each of them separately and then kind of was the messenger between all parents where I said like, stepdad said this, bio mom said this, husband said this, I say this, let's come to an agreement. But to be honest with you, we parallel parent way more than we co-parent. The only time we get together and like discuss something is if it's a major issue. But we parallel parent because our parenting styles are very, very different. Yes, I parallel parent with my ex since David did with his. Again, it's just less stressful for everybody. Oh boy, you're not kidding on that one. (laughs) So would you say that things are more strict on stepson at your home or at her home? Oh, our house. I was going to say, I can answer that just by the way she responded (laughs) to you yelling at her. (laughs) Um, Bio mom is a Disneyland mom. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's ever been discussed on your podcast before, what that means. Yeah, we talk about Disney dad all the time, but it's rare we talk about Disney moms. Yeah, she's a Disney mom. Um, A direct quote, so I don't feel bad sharing this because she literally told me, I don't want to discipline stepson because I don't want him to hate me, as a direct quote, verbatim. Okay. Yeah. My opinion is, I don't care what child's in my house. If you break my rules, you're getting in trouble, period. We are definitely the stricter house. We have more expectations. Bio mom does have him doing chores at her house. She actually started that. She's a good mom because she loves him and she cares about him. But there's very few rules at her house. There's tons of screen time at her house. There's junk food being eaten 24-7, 365 at her house. Our house is kind of like we eat healthy, we exercise, we you know prioritize school. Maybe an hour of TV a day. He doesn't even have a tablet at our house. Like My husband and I like to joke that we're hippies. We're not, but we joke. <laughs> um, we're just very laid back and chill. But like when it comes to rules and expectations, they're there. You know, you have to brush your teeth. You have to clean your room. You help Karen and dad with chores on Saturday morning. Like that's part of the deal. Yes, we are definitely the straight. Uh, his bedtime's eight o'clock. Is eight o'clock. That's his bedtime. There's no negotiating. There's no, we don't negotiate with terrorists. That's what we always joke about in our house. <laughs> uh, because he, he used to try, he used to, like every little kid does, right? He used to mm-hmm. say, oh, come on, just 15 more, just 15 more. No, that time, honey, you go to bed at eight. So dad and I can have our adult time. <laughs> like, yes. I don't care what you do. We need that time too. It's so funny you say that. I was so grateful and thankful when my son was little. You know, it was, yeah, he needed to be in bed by a certain time. But before that time, it didn't matter if he had friends over or, I mean, we could have been having a Christmas party. And he's like, going to bed. (laughs) Yes. 
attribute that to having him on a schedule when he was a baby. Oh, yes. People made fun of me. They would say, oh, we're having a birthday party for, you know, little Johnny at 1.30. And I'm like, sorry, that's in the middle of his nap time. We're not coming. And they're like, what? I'm like, there's a reason you don't see my kid screaming at Walmart. And it's because he's on a schedule. And it's so interesting, too, because we have the split households. We have we split up the week. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not even that we do week on week off. Like, the week is there's not enough time for him to build a habit either way. That's kind of why we do the schedule the way we do it, by the way. And he comes to our house and it's like, oh, it's 745. It's time to read, guys. Let's read. Like he just knows his schedule here. And then at his mom's house, he goes to bed. Sometimes he's not sleeping till 11 o'clock at his mom's house, but he is sleeping by 815 at the latest at our house Mm -hmm. every week. When you have a routine, those kids just fall right into place. They do. It's very important. And of course, it's important if the kid goes back and forth like he does, if bio mom did the same thing. Mm -hmm. But again, you can't dictate what happens at bio mom's house. Oh, I wish I could. (laughs) I know. I know you do. But it's, I mean, you know, I, I always say to people, because when you're a stepmom or a stepdad, but I'm sure definitely as a stepmom, the questions you get asked are, how many stepkids do you have? And a big question you always get asked is, what's your relationship like with bio mom? I'm sure how many times have you been asked that question, Lori? I'm sure a ton. Mm-hmm. And I always tell people, we get along. <laughs> that's it. We get along. My response is, we don't have one. <laughs> and that's fine too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I just never... um I never cared to try to have a relationship with her. I know a lot of stepmoms will be like, but I want to tell her this and I want her to know this. And I'm just like, mm, I don't I don't need her negativity or the type of person she is in my life. Right. A lot of stepmoms, again, you know, they'll be like, I just don't understand. I send her presents and she doesn't tell me thank you. Like, I'm not sending her a present. <laughs> Well, when I went, came into this position, I had these grand expectations. Oh, bio mom and I are going to be friends. We're going to have wine together sometimes. But like, I had all these expectations. I mean, I, I've had a couple conversations with her. Like we have a couple, like we both like horror movies. Like we've discussed that, but we, and we do like my stepson loves getting his mom gifts. Uh, like for Christmas and her birthday. And since her boyfriend doesn't do that for her from my stepson, my husband and I have agreed that we would something small because my stepson wants to. Mm -hmm. And we do support that. But if she doesn't say thank you to us, a $5 candle is not the end of the world. Right. (laughs) And it's for my stepson. Um, But I totally get why like you wouldn't do that. If you have a high conflict situation, I wouldn't do that either. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, it's different when it comes from the kid. Yes. And these ladies are consumed with why buy a mom doesn't want to be their best friend. They have to let go of that. (laughs) And I'm thinking, I really don't want to be friends with anybody my husband used to sleep with. You're not wrong about that one. (laughs) Just a thought there. (laughs) Crazy, right? (laughs) Yeah, it is crazy. So let's talk about you having a baby. Okay. (laughs) Do you feel like you will love your baby the same way as you love your stepson? No, I don't. You're such a smart lady. <laughs> um, I've done enough research. I've been, I love, I mean, I can't tell you how much I love my stepson. I, I can't, like I, more than anything. I can tell you love him. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love him. I mean, I, he told me last night that the best part of his day, because I always ask him every night when I talk to him, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? Best part of his day was when I came home last night from work. Oh, that precious boy. <laughs> like I love him, but I'm not stupid enough to think that I'm going to have the same bond with my bio child as I would my stepchild. And you know what? I'm sure there are going to be plenty of times where I like my stepkid 
a hell of a lot more than I like my bio kid because my husband is a stepson. Oh. And I love his stepmom. And his stepmom tells me all the time that she likes her stepkids better than her own kids half the time. (laughs) (laughs) And to go back to your question, um, I am not stupid enough to think that there wouldn't be a different relationship. It's not that I would love my own child more than my stepson because I don't believe that. But it's definitely a different kind of love, just like his love for his biological parents is different than his love of myself or his stepdad. Right. So what would be the best piece of advice that you have learned or were given about blending? Oh, gosh, there's a lot. (laughs) Girl, rattle them off. People need to hear this stuff. (laughs) Boundaries. Set them, have them, enforce them. Please have boundaries. Um, Even with your partner, have boundaries. People tend to forget that their partner is involved in that situation. But if anybody's going to take anything from this episode of this podcast, have boundaries with your partner. (laughs) Like, Please do. Yes. And we talked about this before, Lori, but you don't need to be bio mom's friend to have a great relationship with that stepchild. Also, your stepchild and any child, including your biological child, are people. And you're not going to get along with every person. I'm lucky. I love my stepson. I like him too. But sometimes I don't. Sometimes he makes me mad. Sometimes. And you know what? Everybody does that. It's not just him. And I think I see guilt as a big issue with a lot of step parents, step moms in particular, that I see, I see it all the time. They feel guilty about disciplining these kids. But the truth of the fact is that more kids than not are in this situation. More kids than not have split households. Yes. So why are we pandering to these children that really, like my parents are still together. They're celebrating their 40th anniversary this year, by the way. Kadoodles to them. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's great. But not every, most people don't have that. Like I said, my husband's parents are divorced. Um, most people I know, their parents are divorced at this point. And why are we guilt parenting these kids when most kids have the same situation? It doesn't help them. No, it doesn't. But I understand it. I do too. Does your husband have guilty parent syndrome? He used to. You broke him of that, didn't you, girl? Tell the truth. Yeah, girl, I did. Um, I mean, I partially did. And I think just age and time and, you know, all that stuff kind of helped alleviate that. I mean, he's going to be eight next month. He's a big kid. He's not a a toddler anymore. He's the kid's been tying his shoes for years now. He's been going to the bathroom on his own for years now. Like he's, he makes it, you know, I know you talked about making your son breakfast at 14, but like he's been making his own cereal for years now. Like he's a smart kid. Like he Mm -hmm. can do things on his own. He can be independent. But yes, there's a little guilty parent syndrome there. And I see it more with bio mom than I do with my husband. But yeah, it's a little there for sure. Yeah. My son, let's see. I think I taught him to do laundry when he was five. Okay. So he's always known how to do laundry, but the fixing the breakfast thing, it's more of he can do it, but I just won't take care of my baby. (laughs) And there's nothing wrong with that. But I do have guilty parent syndrome. And I know it and I fight it daily. Mm -hmm. And it is because I don't want him to come to me and say, I want to go live with my dad. I get that. That is a huge fear that kicks in in the back of your head. And then with me too, a lot of it depends on how you were raised. My mom was so strict. Mm. I think I was on restriction more years than I was alive. You know, if I think about it, I probably was because she put me on restriction. She didn't just go for a day. You were on restriction for a month. And so 
I don't want to be that way with him because I have a lot of bad memories with my mom of her just constantly on me. Right. So there's the guilty parent syndrome. There's how we were raised as children ourselves Mm -hmm. and things that were like, I do not want to be like my mom or I don't want to be like my dad. And then you also just kick into... I don't know. It's like, even if I knew 100% that he would not say he wanted to go live with his dad, I just don't want him to think it's worse here than there. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. There's there's so many factors that play into that. I mean, we have that fear too, because bio mom is the Disneyland house and mm-hmm. he's allowed to, you know, eight years, seven years old, he's staying up till 11 o'clock at night, playing on his Nintendo Switch, eat, you know, Woke up at two o'clock in the morning, eating his mom's lunch from the next day at one o'clock in the morning. This actually happened. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, He got in trouble for that one. But yeah, just like we have that fear, too. But we are firm believers. So we're raising him. We're millennials. We're in our early 30s. But we're not raising him like our millennial counterparts do. And I'm not downgrading millennials at all because I think we get a bad rap. But when it comes to parenting, I don't agree with the mentality of every kid's a winner. Like you, when I played soccer when I was a kid, or I was in gymnastics when I was a kid, if you didn't place in the top three, you weren't getting any trophy. There was none of that stuff. And nowadays it's like you show up, oh, here, little Johnny, you get a trophy. And I don't agree with that mentality and neither does my husband. So we're raising him like our parents raised us. Mm-hmm. Um, so limited screen time, you know, you have responsibilities, expectations, chores, things like that. And bio mom more parents him like the, oh, it's okay, honey, you could do what you want. And then he goes and punches her in the face. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she often asks us why stepson is better in our home than her home and has asked me that question myself. And I've said, well, I'm not in your house, so I can't answer that question fully. Mm -hmm. But from what I hear from stepson, we have a lot more rules than you do. And she even admits that she's the problem. She's like, I know I just can't do that to him. Well, then I don't know what to tell you, honey, but you're going to expect <laughs> for him to misbehave if you don't try to control the problem. Right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I am curious, though. Yeah. Do you think something happened to where all of a sudden stepson is acting out? Or do you think it's just he's growing, his hormones are changing? You know, sometimes people can pinpoint and say, well, this life event happened. A lot of times it's, oh, bio mom had another kid or stepmom had a baby. Right. You know, a lot of times you can pinpoint what's triggering it. It's, I've been asked this question a lot because I've shared the story quite a bit. And uh, even his therapist asked this question. He's kind of always been this way. He's always had a lot of energy. He's always had a hard time focusing. He has always had a lot of emotions, cyclical, uh, very, he, we call it big emotions. That's, and I think that's a common term anyway. Like I have big feelings or big emotions today. I'm feeling a lot of happiness or sadness or anger or whatever. I don't think any event triggered it. No. Um, I think part of it's hormones changing. I think as he gets older, I have been told before that, uh, by people that a lot of things happened in a short amount of time. So my husband and I started dating in 2015. We moved in together and we started dating September, 2015. We moved in together June, 2018. So we were States away. So we were like, I was commuting every weekend or every other weekend, Mm -hmm. um, three hours each way. I must really like him. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, he's pretty all right. That's what we always say. Yeah, he's okay. Uh, we got ma- We got engaged January 1st, 2019. We got married October 27th, 2019. We bought our first house in April of 2020. Yes, during COVID. By the way, 
great rates. And then uh, <laughs> we adopted our puppies like two weeks later because I couldn't wait anymore. <laughs> I was like, I need a dog. <sighs> so a lot of stuff did happen in like a fairly short amount of time. So I get why people would have that mentality of you did so much, but he's always been hyper. He's always had anger issues. He's always had rapid changes in emotions happening and cycling out. And he's always been much more angry with his mother than the rest of us. So I don't think any event triggered it. I just think it's a combo of his hormones because I'm starting to see the first signs of, of puberty in him already, which Lord help us. Ooh, uh, scary, isn't it? Uh, um, so I don't know what to expect. This is like, I have the oldest kid on my side of the family. So like, I don't know what to do about any of this stuff. You ready for some advice? Tell me. Expect the unexpected. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We don't know what to do about this. He's He's got like the little leg hairs and little arm hairs. and Uh-huh. Uh, just wait. Just wait. Has he got that nasty smell yet? No. I mean, when he's sweaty, like real sweaty, like he's been playing outside all afternoon sweaty. Yeah. But otherwise, not really. No. Oh, wait. His whole room is going to smell funky. My best friend says, what's worse, your teenage boys when they put on too much Axe body spray or your teenage boys when they don't shower? <laughs> but girl, that Axe will give you a headache. Good That's Lord, right. that stuff is strong. That's why which one's worse? Yeah, I know. Golly, I would have to go with the not showering though because that's just a smell that... Mm. It just gets funky. Well, she always said that. <laughs> she said, either way, I was sticking my head out the window. Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Well, Karen, thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. And when you do have sweet little baby, what's, I, I want to say she, maybe it's because you said you wanted a girl. So <laughs> once sweet baby gets, you know, a couple years old, reach back out to us and we want to hear how things have changed in the blend. I would love to do that. And your mouth to God's ears on the girl thing. <laughs> girl, I, I don't know. I've got a little boy and little boys love their mamas. And my niece, she, uh, they're needy. Girls are needy. See, everybody says that, but I got to tell you something. And I mean this with the utmost love. My stepson is the most dramatic kid I've ever met in my life. And I have a lot of nieces that are like the same age. Yeah. Well, just remember you wanted a girl. <laughs> Well, what, they, what I'm told is boys are more dramatic and needy when they're younger, but girls are more dramatic and needy when they're older. I don't know. My niece has been dramatic since the day that she could talk. So, <laughs> so is my stepson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like my little boy and the girls. Girls will be crying and, oh, me and so and so broke up. My son, I'll be like, you still talking to whoever? He's like, no, she's a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, I'm a mama's girl. I think that's why I feel that way. I'm very close to my mom. I was never a daddy's girl. My parents are together though. Yeah. But I'm a mama's girl and my sister's a mama's girl and my brother is a mama's boy. I think my, my mom was, my mom is awesome. And I think I've always wanted that kind of relationship with a daughter. And I think that's why I really want a girl. So did nobody like your dad? We love my dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dad, my dad was getting his PhD while working full time and commuting far away. Oh. So my dad, yes, yeah, so my dad wasn't like, my mom was basically a single mom. Like my, I'm the youngest um, of three. The, it was basically like she was a single mom for the first like 10 years of my life. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I think we all just gravitated towards her because she was there, but I'm, I've always had a special place for my dad and I'm, I'm his favorite. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. My niece, she's like, I'm his favorite now. And I'm like, girl, you are disillusioned. (laughs) That will never be. That's right. I will always be daddy's girl. Yeah. I mean, I love my dad too, but my my mom just is something special. That is awesome. That is great. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that things work out with stepson and getting him more balanced. Thank you. He's getting there. He's doing a great job. I'm proud of him. All right. Well, thank you again, Karen, for being a guest. And we wish you the best. Thanks. You too. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, y'all. Since David used up all his time in the beginning, we're going to wrap this up. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Who else am I going to look at? To look at? <laughs> I don't know. Who are you going to look into? I didn't say into. I said to. Hey, why don't you tell people about the Nacho Club? Don't forget, we've created the Nacho Club as a... It's an alternative to the Facebook group. There you go. There you go. Quick and easy. Alternative to the Facebook group. 100% privacy. All the craziness of Facebook. Not there. <laughs> and you can go to www.nachokids.com slash the dash nacho dash club. Or... <laughs> Just go to nachokids.com. And click on the club icon at the top in the menu section. You can go to notchkids.com slash club, but it takes you straight to the login screen. The reason why I want you to go to the other page is because it tells you a little bit about the club and why we created it and what it's there for. So would in like, case you didn't hear the 30-minute discussion on <laughs> in that. In case last you time. missed the whole thing. But anyway, uh, it, it was created because a lot of people don't like the craziness of Facebook and they want more privacy. And, uh, and there's a lot of cool things happening there. So go check that out. It doesn't take the place of the Academy by no stretch of the imagination. So No, it does not. All right. That's it for this week, folks. Anything else you got to say, madam? No, sir. I'm done. Thank you. All right. Very good. I know it's past your bedtime. Very good. (laughs) All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Make sure you leave us a review. We need to pull those up next week and take a look at them and read some of them. And please don't give us a bad review because when we record at night, I'm not as joyful. I know. So you can put in there, though, if you're very interested in having a button pushers conference, we're looking into doing that. We are not having a button pushers conference. (laughs) All right. No, you know what? We will. We will. And all the button pushers are going to line up and all the poor button pusher victims are going to have Nerf guns. And we're going to take it out on y'all. That's it. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Sounds like fun. All right. Join us next week, folk. Folk. Join us next week, folks. <laughs> when you're probably hearing more crazy stuff coming out of our mouth. Who knows? <laughs> so remember, life is good. <laughs> when you nacho. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids Podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.